Welcome to a D&D Candle Lab. Welcome to the D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast. With your hosts, Karen and Dan. And welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around the one thing we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week we are bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content and scoring it against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to convince the other that our baby is better. Hey everybody, Dan here. And I'm Garen, and this week we invited some very special guests into the lab. You may know them from the extremely popular D&D actual play podcast, The Dungeon Rats. Carlos and Serena, welcome to the lab. Hey guys. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. They have such great voices for this stuff. I wasn't born to do a podcast. Do you hear that? What are you talking about? You guys sounded amazing. Yeah. You, like, oh. rambled off that, those lines so fast. It was like a radio style. Yeah. <laughs> and then you guys come in with these chill vibes, set the yeah, tone. Yeah, you, you guys have these just great vibes. Now, this, this week, in honor of the newest campaign that you guys will be running, uh, we invited you to bring your level 5 character from the show, and we made a level 5 dungeon rat of our own. Not sure how it'll stack up, but we will find out. Now, Carlos and Serena, would you mind taking a moment to explain to our listeners who may not know, what is Dungeon Rats, and what can listeners expect in your third season? Dungeon Rats is a uh, group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons using, using listener submission. So we take plot lines, items, enemies, yeah. uh, characters, whatever suggestions that the listeners have, our DM takes them and weaves them in seamlessly into our campaign. He also makes sure it still works in our world, so he's still telling a story as well. But the creative suggestions that we get sometimes are just absolutely amazing. And I remember one time we fought Dwayne the Rock Gollum Johnson. Uh, <laughs> some guy yeah. did all the stats for him. Uh, it was fantastic just to hear our DM say, oh. can you smell? But the, the rock, rock is, is cooking, cooking and calling everybody jabronis. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <It's my favorite. laughs> one time, One time we got a suggestion of an emo beholder we were pretty low level i think we were like level four so obviously we wouldn't be able to face a beholder down we would probably die instantly but because he was an emo beholder he had swoopy emo hair over most of his eyes mm -hmm. so not all of his rays hit and he pretty much just talked in emo lyrics from minstrels like my clerical romance uh, <laughs> that's fashion over function right there yeah it really is so as of this recording, only episode zero is available on the feed, and it's a lore episode from your DM, and it's fantastic. It, it reminded me of folklore, like world-building folklore. So stop listening to this episode, go download Dungeon Rats and listen to that instead, and you didn't miss anything. Yeah. Yeah, everything's yeah, and great. And that's the fun part. Like, you can just jump in now. You don't, Like, we have a backlog for the first campaign, which is uh, two seasons. You don't have to listen to that. You can jump in right now. Well, and another great thing that we love about your show, Garen and I are huge fans of brevity when it comes to our shows. And one thing that we both love about Dungeon Rats is that the installments are around 30 minutes a piece, uh, something we can relate to quite well. Absolutely, Dan. Now, before we get into our characters, let me briefly gloss over the rules of our show. Now, we're going to be scoring these creations based on nine criteria. Melee damage, range damage, burninating, which is magic, control in and out of the battlefield, tankiness, how well the PC can take a hit, and what kind of healing abilities they have, ally assist, what they do to help their friends 
and fellow party members balance how optimized the character is on the sheet itself and then finally we have the smooth operator and spitting fire sections where we take a role-playing scenario and we must determine how the pc would handle it in a smooth and aggressive manner these categories often use charisma based skills but can also use spells background features or whatever else we can think of now each of us will also have a challenge role where we can make the other person earn the score they are arguing for the role will use the charisma modifier for the character on a persuasion check the various scores have a different dc and if the person meets or exceeds the dc the score is achieved if they fail they must take the score below that which they were arguing for now serena carlos hope you didn't zone out too hard because mm -hmm. it's now your turn to introduce us to your character oh okay so i am playing zipper she is a level five celestial warlock she is a kenku who talks like this. This is her voice, and I am Zipper, and I am. I uh, learned how to speak through storytelling. That's fantastic. And I'm Carlos. <laughs> uh, so I will be playing Squeege. He's a level five cleric punk rock gnome. He hangs out kind of on the shifty side of town. He uh, actually talks like, um, "Hey guys, um, my name's Squeege. I, I just want to be one of the cool guys that hangs out at the party with all you guys." Yeah, I mean, I, I like this band, but. I I kind of like this band be before they got really popular. I, I don't know exactly. No, <laughs> I love it. So he's kind of a hipster punk rock gnome. Yeah, he wants to be cool. If anything, Squeege is a cleric, but he he really wants to be a bard. He just is not musically inclined. He saves people begrudgingly. Well, we're looking forward to see how they match up in our categories on the lab today. We're going to take a brief moment to introduce you to the character that Dan and I have created together. And that character is called Gan. Gan is the son of a successful mulch merchant. He coasted through life thinking the good times would never end and the money would never run out. But no one could have expected the mulch drought of 1492. Suddenly trees that were chopped up became other trees instead of mulch. Gan's father was ruined and Gan was broke. His only saving grace was the time he spent hanging around taverns and drinking with friends. He was able to beg for a favor and got a job as a bartender. It was there that he finally used the minor skills he had for good while entertaining visiting adventures and passing along vital information that served as hooks for story arcs. Gan is a level 5 centaur sorcerer of the barkeep background, which I found on Reddit. Oh, and... that, that, that reputable source. Oh, so you know sure. it's good. So, Garen, can you give a, a voice impression? I, I feel like we have to up our game here. In my head, he sounds like Dan. All right, here's the reason that I'm not going to pour you that drink, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because you ordered a terrible drink. No one drinks rum at 3 in the afternoon. I'm going to make you a margarita. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty good. Oh, wow. Yeah, doesn't welcome, it, it sounds like two the, Dan's now, doesn't welcome it? Welcome to the D&D &D character lab where we just really make fun of each other every week. It's only, <laughs> it's, and people listen to it, but it's more just for Garrett and I to get out our frustrations at one another. <laughs> now, before we get started in the melee category, why don't I go ahead and set the scene by lighting this Dungeon Depths candle from Cantrip Candles. Cantrip Ooh. Candles are the purveyors of 100% soy candles that are specifically designed to accompany your tabletop adventures in games like D&D &D and Pathfinder. They have a great selection of scents that smell like different locations in a fantasy world, such as musty taverns, libraries of arcane text, or the one we just lit up, Dungeon Depths. No better way to scrounge the dungeon with your hood rats than it, with its dank and musty notes of dust, stale water, and stone. But to be honest, 
You can find a scent for any of your adventure settings in their sampler pack, which offer nine of their scents for a total steal. And once you decide you want to buy every single one of those scents, we're happy to announce that you can, now can, and the lab will help cover some of the costs. When you use the code LABRAT, L-A-B-R-A-T, all one word, at checkout, you will receive 10% off your total purchase. So be sure to check them out. That's Cantrip Candles. And if you don't know how to spell Cantrip, you shouldn't be playing D&D. One thing that they don't advertise, because they are soy, you can't eat them. No. Uh, I just wanted to let the entire audience know that right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please don't eat those candles. Well, don't I mean, don't yeah. eat those candles, guys. They should at least try. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're butts. <laughs> now, Ser- Serena and Carlos, uh, I would love to give you the floor to tell us how your characters do in the melee damage categories. And Serena, I'll go ahead and start with you. How does your character fare in melee? Oh, guys, I uh, have a negative two strength modifier. So, oh, nice. So uh, super well, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. She's really <laughs> great at hand-to-hand combat. I should be arguing for for myself right now, but uh, <laughs> but with this modifier, I don't think so. <laughs> are, you, are you sporting any sort of weapon? You don't even have, do you have a dagger? Or are I you have using... a dagger. I'm so excited okay. to talk about my dagger. It's just a regular one, but I forgot I had it until like right this moment. And what's your dex? Sorry, I'm using the D&D and Beyond app. Funny you should mention it. D&D Beyond is not a sponsor of ours, so that's great. <laughs> also, just like Cantrip Candles, you can eat D&D Beyond. Uh, it is soy-based. That is true. I just I wanted to make, uh, make sure all the listeners have that information. So helpful. <laughs> Uh, my dexterity is a 16 with a plus three modifier. Yeah, we were looking at bad strength here, but you have got a decent dagger attack. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's a minus one because it's better than nothing. That I mean, that's how we that's how we work here. You got something, and that's uh, you're not punching with your wings. Please don't punch anyone with your wings. I mean, I gotta. <laughs> Carlos, what are you bringing into melee? Melee. So Squeege is a, a a little fellow. He he loves to brawl. So his strength is plus three actually. Wow. What? Uh, yeah. So I rolled all these, and it's videotaped too. So uh, he, Squeege is pretty cool. He does have a mace as well uh, that he carries around. He tries not to use it, though, because he kind of feels like hand-to-hand is really... He really loves to feel flesh against his fist. Oh. Uh, but that's how Squeeze rolls, <laughs> yeah. I think that... He's a, true, he's a true brawler. I feel like he may be in the mosh pit at the show. I think, think he would be. I, I think, think he would a solid zero or plus one. What do you think, Garen? He's a I was just visualizing the flesh on the face thing that he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, Carlos, we could totally justify a... Zero for you because you have one attack. Not you're not, oh. you're not like a barbarian or a fighter getting two yeah. attacks at level five. That makes sense because yeah. we are also okay. arguing a zero, aren't we, Dan? Yes, we have a plus five to hit, dealing out one d eight plus two with a quarter staff. We also have a racial feature called charge. Uh, it lets you make a bonus action with your hooves if you travel at least thirty feet. Thirty feet <laughs> feet because they're hooves. One d four plus two damage. So we feel this is a fair zero. I think that that stampede thing, that's great. That's pretty melee as heck. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but you know what? The drawback, though, I feel like in close quarters, oh, in close spaces, though, that's yeah. pretty hard. Have you ever seen a horse, like, try to spin around? Like, it, it, it's very... It's clumsy. It's very clumsy. clumsy. Yeah. There now, you I'm go. Now you're getting in the spirit of tearing us down. That's yeah. what's important. <laughs> you you no. totally got the show. You're down. Another thing, too. Is it wrong to compare a centaur to a horse? I think that is that wrong. It is that might sp- be that might be well, wrong. They, is that speciesist? Well, they definitely take offense to it. They yeah. feel that yeah. they're a little bit, you know, more enlightened than than yeah. your average horse. But ours is not. 
<laughs> no offense. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. You know, is roots. <laughs> it's horse roots. <laughs> so, so I'd say uh, zero, right? I think zero okay. is fair. Well, Great. Then, you know what? We're going to move into ranged. I'm going to make this very simple. Ranged is a minus one category for us because we have a plus four to hit with a crossbow dealing one D8 plus one damage. There's nothing nothing going on here, but he has something that he can offer. So uh, I'll take a plus one or minus one. And fuck range anyway. Yeah, we don't care about range. Do your characters have ranged weapons? No. I have ranged spells. Well, I have spells, yeah. See, they agree. Am... They agree with us. Fuck range. Nobody I can... wants it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to delete ranged from this episode. We're not even going to score this category because I am so in favor of no ranged. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Leave, leave ranged at home. Home yeah. on the range. Home on the ranged, y'all. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and they brought it around. Fantastic. Take us into magic damage. One of you two, talk about your spells. What do you got? What are you hurting people with? Okay. So this is my wheelhouse. Um, I'm hurting people with Eldritch Blast, which, you know, I'm a warlock, so this is this is fair. Also, Guiding Bolt, which does mm-hmm. uh, 6d6 damage at a level 2 slot. Um, I also have Hellish Rebuke. And... Love that. Oh, it's so it's good. Rea- it's a... Yeah, reaction. I love that. I also have a Maddening Hex. So after I hex my opponent, um, they take an additional 3 psychic damage. So that's pretty dope. Yeah, definitely. I will argue a plus 2. Garen, I think, I think this has got to be your strongest category. What, what do you feel about implementing the role here for this one? Uh-oh. Well, we're talking about a, a warlock. Eldritch Blast is a huge part of the warlock's whole shit, so <laughs> I'm all right with that. I think, yes, Serena, you need to roll a d20 okay. and try and achieve a 17 or better. Now, that is modified using the charisma for your character. So let me, I mean, let me roll. Oh, dang. Okay, that is a nine total. You're okay, let me get, do some math. Going to get a plus one. Ah! Now, you both each get a roll as well that you can implement on us. We, we had to choose one of you, so we're at a little bit of a disadvantage. You guys get double the pleasure, double the fun against us. Or you can implement it against each other if you guys are, you know, out for blood. Because there's only one winner of this episode. Let's make that very clear. Yeah, only one winner. That's true. Well, okay. Carlos, how's your magic Garrett, damage I'm the winner? Garrett, no, you're, Garrett, you're not one. I'm, Garen, I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to just cause some conflict on their end. Did I do it? It's, it's weird that they... They did a sidebar into the microphone. Yeah, it's very strange yeah. that they do that. It's really right. weird, yeah. I, yeah. It's also weird that what? this guy has his shirt off and he just has Muppet Babies tattoos all over. <laughs> it's really strange. <laughs> oh no! The best part about Edit. that is you guys have to now fight about who has those tattoos. Uh, oh, I've we're got, causing got, dissent I've, in the ranks. I've got those all day. I, right before I got on this, I was decorating my Christmas tree to Muppet Christmas Carol on vinyl. So I am, oh. I'm owning that. Yeah. That's nice. Aww. I love, we watch that every year. That and I so actually good. did the tracing for Dan's baby Fozzie tattoo on his lower back. <laughs> right. uh, walk, He's doing walk, a cartwheel. Walk. It's very elegant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the grace of Fozzie Bear. <laughs> so, Carlos, what do you bring in when it comes to magic damage? Magic damage. So he's a cleric. I kind of built him for the party. Even though he kind of doesn't want to save people, he will be saving people. So he's not completely stocked up. Some of the stuff that I do like that he has, like Searing Smite he has. I kind of built him to do like some psychological damage. One thing that I love about him, he has heat metal, which, you know, we're doing with the punk rock gnome. He's also pretty metal himself. I just love that idea and playing with that in game and dealing damage that way. I imagine this like raining blood starts playing from Slayer in the background when he starts heating that metal up. Can't hate on that. So from plus two to minus two, what are you arguing? 
a zero. I'm going to go to a zero, flat zero. Oh, oh a gentleman zero. Yeah, definitely yeah. worthy of a zero. Considering heat metal can pretty much take care of a mind flare in itself because they got that chest blade on, I am all about that spell. So, Garen, I'm good with a zero if you are. I have no problems with that. Dan, why don't you tell them about our magic damage? <laughs> Certainly. So we have Acid Splash, which uh, two targets within five feet of each other succeed on a deck save or take 2d6 acid damage. We also have Ray of Frost, which is a ranged spell attack for 2d8 cold damage. And we also have Ray of Sickness, which is a ranged spell attack, which deals out 2d8 damage. And then they must roll a con save or become poisoned until the end of my next turn. That's from those sick brews that we're dealing out. I think this is worthy of a plus one. I don't know. That I know after your argument, it doesn't doesn't seem. Like <laughs> yeah. Do, do we get separate votes or yeah. we get the same vote? No, you you guys you guys come to a consensus. Whatever you whatever you think. Let's do a zero. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Zero. They're the most polite at, at knocking us down. So we're going to move into the control category where we talk about battlefield control kind of on and off the battlefield, just being the master of your domain. And when it comes to our centaur sorcerer, he has subtle and quicken spell, which are two features of being a sorcerer. So he can cast spells without the verbal and somatic components, and he can also cast a full action spell as a bonus action. These are very helpful when you're in the battlefield and you're in the heat of the moment. And the one spell that he's really going to bring to this category is Counterspell, which I think is arguably the most controlling spell you could possibly have because it totally shuts down the magic user on the other end of the battlefield. Not a huge list there, so I'm saying this is still a very comfortable zero for control. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah. A comfortable, yeah, I think so too. I think so. I think that's fine. I mean, you got to have something. Okay, I'm cool with that. I agree with that. Same. I feel like we should ask them out for pizza and just get some disgusting ingredients, and I feel like they'd be cool with it. <laughs> it's so it's so funny. We had talked about it, and for us, I think we're just so roleplay heavy mm-hmm. that we're just like, I don't know why we think anything is possible. <laughs> like, right. We're just like, eh, eh, it's fine. Everyone's fine. We're like, yeah, I think, I, I don't know why. I think uh, the role can swing role play can help swing just as much as like stats can we love hearing that that is so true we're 100 percent with you but this is the show that we've created for ourselves and these are the shackles carlos so you go off into your creative artsy world that yeah that explains our care bear scoring that we're yeah. doing <laughs> right right it's like in care a lot uh, all hugs are the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but wait for the smooth operator in spitting fire scenarios where they absolutely cremate us, Garen. That's just role playing over there. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what kind of control your characters are bringing to the table? Yes, I am unsure that this is appropriate for the category, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm good at getting people away from me. So um, because I'm a ranged attacker. So um, if uh-huh. anyone gets within my vicinity, I can do sword burst. Which yes creates that, like that those blades that will protect me, and also word of radiance, which creates like blinding light because I'm a celestial warlock. <laughs> that's my favorite warlock archetype. Yeah, I just that- uh, discovered it, and I'm I'm so in love. And that's some pretty good control. What do you think you deserve for this category? A one. Yeah, I think blinded by the light and sword dance are definitely worthy of uh, of a one. I get her point. She's she's creating distance between her and her opponents. I mean. I got no issues with that. Blinding That's causes fine. The disadvantage on attacks and advantage on attacks against that character, that creature. So, yeah, 
So Squeege, what kind of control you got? Squeege is all over the place with control. Uh, so he, he's got command. He's getting people to do what he wants. Uh, he's also detecting stuff with uh, identify. Blindness and deafness, he's casting that. Finding traps. Meld into stone if he needs to just like, you know, blend in. <laughs> and um, protection from energy. I feel like Squeege has a Swiss army knife of spells to cast on uh, the battlefield. It was definitely the most enthusiastic mention of I- identify I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I had to set the bar low. I uh, have to work up. <laughs> so what do you what do you deserve in this category? I want to hear what you guys think about that first. Oh, that's a minus two for sure. Yeah, minus two. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. See, it's just weird to give yourself. Uh, I don't like bluffing. I, I'm not good at lying. I'm not good at like bluffing or like. What do you giving... think you're that deserves though? I know, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> say it. Minus. Two. No, no I disagree. Definitely, definitely a you're a two. Yeah, definitely. A two. <laughs> cool. So, Dungeon Rats, how tanky are your characters? Can they take a hit? Do they have a lot of HP? What do we got here? Yeah, so Squeege can take a hit. Oh, I thought your voice got low, like you were going to say that you were really bad at something, but you, you're really good at it's it. It's weird to talk about talk being about, good at stuff. Talk about things you're proud of. Yeah, That's... I don't know. It's weird. You can take a hit. Be proud of that. Okay. You can get smacked around. I feel, Guys, I I feel so around. inspired by their conversation. Garen, why can't we <laughs> yeah. be so positive like that? Carlos, don't take this the wrong way, but you are so much more humble than your hair led me to believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Damn. pretty good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's on point. Man, for whatever reason, people love to talk about my hair. It's on fleek. If that's still a thing, it, you've got it. One time on Facebook, I woke up and uh, someone tagged me in a photo on a Facebook like page. Mm -hmm. And it was the like page was called Carlos's hair. And I did not set this like page up, but someone had set (laughs) it up a couple months prior to that. And it was just a friend of mine that just like was posting pictures of my hair. Yeah, it was before we started dating. I found it and I was like, yes. And then I shared it. So more people from improv found this page. You're welcome. They they weren't flattering pictures either, guys. They're also photoshopped pictures (laughs) of my hair. Like my hair doesn't look like that. So if anyone goes. Is it still live? I don't know. I, I don't hope go, so. I don't know why I mentioned it. Don't D- go www.facebook.com <laughs> backslash Carlos's hair. <laughs> D&D Character Lab it is. is now a proud, I just, while we were talking about it, D&D Character Lab is now a proud supporter of Carlos's hair. Also, my hair Good. is made out of soy, so if you guys wanted to eat yep. it, that's fine too. <laughs> Great. That's our rule of three of All jokes, of these so links will the be in the show one. notes. That's the last one that we have to do for today. So that's good. I don't even know where we are, Garrett. Where are we doing? Yeah, yeah we were talking yeah, about tankiness. Squeege HP, 53. Damn, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Level That's five. a lot. Yeah, wow. Wow. He uh, he also took the tough feet. That's why. Oh, uh, so there he had it is. That oh. Wow. What kind of AC, oh. what kind of AC uh, you got in there? 18. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, Carlos, what do you think you deserve in tankiness? Oh, yeah. Plus two. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Well, Very no, hard to oh, we can't make him roll. Five. We used our roll. Yeah, we used it. All right. He's, he's fine. worthy. The man is worthy. Everything he didn't get in childhood, he's getting now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Serena, how tough is your Kenku? I am very fancy, and I don't like dirt or being touched. Um, oh. I am not very tough. I have a 27 HP and an AC of 14. You know, yeah, just a little ba- baby one, bird. Yeah, one could say below average. You know, <laughs> you stand in the back and you support, you support people. 
range caster. She has big dreams, but those don't involve big wings, big dreams. Yeah, it's my it's my motto. Sure. One could say this is veering into the negative one territory. That AC of 14 is somewhat respectable. I mean, if it was 11, you'd be negative two. Well, the AC is considerably better than ours. I think when we look at it, I was arguing a zero for us. We have 40 HP, which is kind of right in the middle between you two. We got an AC of 11, which is very easy to hit. Ooh. Gan is used to just standing behind the bar, not like dodging anything, except for responsibility. I've also He's also got the spell Mirror Image, which is very nice because it can make it harder to hit. And... As being a storm sorcerer. Why is he a storm sorcerer? Because he makes a badass hurricane. Oh, he man. can use a bonus action. I love that. I just slid that right in there. That's good. I like it. He uses a bonus action <laughs> after casting a spell to move 10 feet in any direction without incurring any attacks of opportunity. So we were arguing a zero for Centaur Gan. Yeah, but that AC of 11, though. Like, let's be real. <laughs> You're arguing against me, and that's your natural setting. Yeah. I mean, 11. Yeah, but all those other things. Yeah, but put on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put on I like a, a fluffy winter jacket. So how do you feel about us trading negative ones where Serena is uh, making up in AC, she lacks in HP, where we have a little bit of better oh, HP, our AC that's is... A good... yeah. Not all this can that's be positive too, Carlos. Not all this can yeah, be that's Frank true. the no. Tank. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with For those of you scoring one. at home, Carlos is in a runaway victory, and I hope Serena takes that note. <laughs> Stabs him. Stab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she stabbed me with a cantrip candle. <laughs> and then she ate it. <laughs> ate the evidence. <laughs> now, before we move into ally assist or how you help your friends, uh, I'd like to take a quick note and tell our listeners how they could help the D&D Character Lab and get a plus two in ally assist. Did you know that we have a variety of ways you could support the show, including a Patreon that starts at $1 and moves all the way up to $20. Uh, we have a Discord that you can chat with us. We create pop culture characters on there. We have fan lab battles where our fans get to go in and battle one another. And then uh, you can talk to us all day long, which not even our loved ones want to do. We also have supplements on DMs Guild for a buck. You search Garen Jones and you can see all the great stuff that we have to offer on there. And then we also have some ability score shirts that are for sale that have the minimum and maximum values for each of the abilities on D&D. You could put that in a box on your chest, walk around, show everybody that you are the wisest person in town with your plus five wisdom. All of the proceeds from that stuff go directly to support the show and keep us growing. Now, for us this week, we have a, a zero in Ally Assist, so we don't have many friends we're a bartender we're a very selfish bartender we probably don't get many tips so we have the haste spell which allows you to cast that on a friend of yours in the party and it gives them an entirely an, a whole nother attack action we also have the mending spell which uh you know allows you to fix their pocket watch when it you know stops working come on very helpful to That's your friends very helpful and then of <laughs> course when you're like garen and i you have to use magic in order to make friends with the friends cantrip so i think these three things make for a good zero yeah i would yeah. i would agree with that zero the uh it's that's an interesting take on the friends thing you're not using it to actually make friends you're using it to help your friends convince other people that they're friends to get out of something <laughs> right that's what it is sure so if somebody we, somebody's yeah. hostile towards your friend you go ahead yeah. and you cast it and then uh you know they're all our friends yeah we're not counting those people as our friends though <laughs> no well they could be yeah. and then they become yeah. our friends and then we can assist them by casting haste and give them another attack option that's what i do when yeah, I, I when i make friends at the bar i cast friends on them and then i give them haste 
<laughs> so they move real fast. Well, they can use improvised weapons then against, you know, the people that come in. Get a whole nice. other attack yeah. option. Yeah. Solid zero. I say that. Zero. Yeah. yeah. Solid so. zero. All right. Yeah, so how are you guys solid. helping right. your friends? Oh, man. I am so helpful. If my friend is dying, I can cast Spare the Dying on them mm-hmm. um, to heal their wounds. Or not to heal their wounds, just to stabilize them. I can do Mending as well. So I am a fixer. I can light the way with this cantrip light and also light a bonfire with sacred flame. So a very fancy bonfire and revivify if they actually, actually die. And I have a lot of diamonds (laughs) Um, because that's like what I need. Right. And uh, unseen servant, because who likes, I don't know, like invisible people are fun and helpful. Yeah. And like, (laughs) you know, your friend's shoes untied in battle, unseen servant. Mm -hmm. Got it. Unseen servant, Mm -hmm. proficient in shoe tying, little known fact. I want to argue a two. I want you to go for the two. Okay. But I think it's a one. Damn. Really? <laughs> oh. You were so Shit. Angry. You looked at That me. was. I like. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're definitely Isn't we're it... definitely with Carlos on this one for sure. We'll okay. argue a little bit more. Let's. See. What, what What do you think is a two? What do you think's the most? That's it's uh, actually impressive. Reviv- revivify is a great spell. Yeah, I, that's what I would say is revivify. If someone actually, actually dies, I can bring them back. It's like pushing daisies, except for no consequences. She's going for broke. Plus two. Yeah. Plus two. Plus two. Okay. Like we can buy on that plus two. Okay. <laughs> okay. Calm, calm down, winner. I'm watching. You're already that. winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Squeege, what does Squeege got? He's got spare the dying, cure wounds, healing word, lesser restoration. Yeah, Squeege is up there, guys. Does Squeege out in everyday life, does he have a lot of friends besides his party members? So that's his uh, downfall. He really doesn't. I, I don't even, I think he begrudgingly likes his friends. Not likes them, but uh, hangs out with them, I guess. See that? Uh, do, you see how, mm. do you see how we role played that down to a, yeah. a plus one? i i know and i will 100 percent agree with that and that's actually something that i've said in game like he does and he doesn't want to be a cleric too so i will definitely take a plus one on that he begrudgingly saves people well i'm good with it very honest with yourself yeah i I got no problem with that guys your character sheet itself just on paper how balanced are they if you wouldn't if you'd be so kind to run the numbers of strength all the way through charisma and just give us your honest impression of them Okay, so uh, starting with strength, I have a 7 with a negative 2 modifier. Dexterity, 16 with a plus 3 modifier. Constitution, 13 with a plus 1. Intelligence, 14 with a plus 2. Wisdom, 12 with a plus 1. Charisma, 16 with a plus 3. I would say my character is not super balanced. I am definitely on this the squishier spellcasting side. Um, I can talk my way out of things, and I can slip out because I have a high dex, but... As far as constitution and strength, it's not not super good. I will say this: for the class that you chose, charisma is your spellcasting modifier. You have a you have a decent charisma, and that dex because you have a finesse weapon makes up for what you lack in strength. However, your AC and your HP are pretty low. I think this is a sound either plus one or zero. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I would agree with that. I I totally respect the fact that we have a seven in strength here. Uh, yes. I mean. <laughs> Because of that, I would say it's probably more of a zero, but it's a very honest character. Fair point. So, Carlos, how balanced are you? Yeah, so Squeege, in strength, uh, 16. So, uh, 16 plus 3. He's a hitter, puncher. He's also got that tough going on. Uh, Dexterity, 17 plus 3. He's a jump-around boy. 
Uh, <laughs> jump, around boy. jump around boy <laughs> official title uh, yeah pretty good at acrobatics constitution uh 16 again plus three intelligence is 12 though so he's getting down there i mean he i think squeege gets in his own way more than anything wisdom though he knows his stuff like he did go he did train to be a cleric so 18 plus four wisdom charisma though i mean it's squeege so he's got 10 at a plus zero squeege is not very charismatic he is a crust punk that you see uh every summer in chicago (laughs) (laughs) so what do you think you're worthy of i think he is a high plus one low plus two as far as balance sure well that doesn't exist so we'll give you a one (laughs) (laughs) right on right on yeah yeah yeah. i'll take it i'll take it All right, and then, Garen, why don't you run through the numbers for him? Happy to do it. Gan the Centaur has a strength of 14, dex of 12, con of 15, intelligence of 9, wisdom of 10, and charisma of 16. He is physically capable of doing his job. He's good at talking to people, but he doesn't know much outside the world beyond just standing behind the bar and mixing drinks. So that's why his brain power is so low. We are arguing a one. What was his intelligence oh. intelligence again? That was his low one, right? Nine. Nine. Ooh. I mean, is he ever going to be manager or is Dang. he always behind the bar? I don't know. That's really oh. nice. Shit. Now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Say one. Uh, yeah, I think it's a one. I think it's a one. Yeah, I, so I, like, All I right. like him. That's why. Mm-hmm. I, I That made me like him. Yeah. Oh, he likes? Okay. (laughs) So moving into the smooth operator and spitting fire scenario, this one was submitted by Serena herself, and it reads, you get a tip that the lead singer of the band, My Clerical Romance, will be assassinated tonight. You need to get backstage to warn the tiefling bard Gnarled Slay. The catch is that you have no... (laughs) The catch is that you have no idea who the killer is. Could it be someone on the inner circle or a fan that is simply not okay? Party sees a long line wrapping around the building as they approach the backstage door guarded by two dragonborns. What do you do? Okay, so here's our smooth approach. We would use disguise self to make ourselves look like the bass player of the band, which we don't know what they look like, but then again, most people probably don't. So it's cool. Make our way to the backstage. Find the band using friends cantrip and plus five to persuasion. Convince them to let us join them on stage as a great as a guest tambourine player. Then we'll keep an eye out for the assassin. Should they show themselves, we tambourine off stage, cast create bonfire, and then pull the fire alarm. Should they not, we rock that fucking tambourine so hard to become official member of the band and leave this busted party behind. Arguing a plus two. <laughs> <laughs> he ran through it very quickly. Yeah. I feel like that's a roll. Roll. <laughs> so you're saying you can't argue with that justification though. I I'm saying that my clerical romance does not have a tambourine. So that would be the first thing you are yeah. playing in front of hundreds of fans that are going to know. That's what I'm saying. And also the They're going to I... know how good that tambourine sounds. <laughs> Live it just adds a whole different element. Also, they're asking themselves, why are there two bass players on yes, stage? Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Everybody knows the bass player. Yeah. But the one bass player is playing the tambourine. Well, he doesn't have a twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> we should just roll before this completely I should have rolled, yeah. <laughs> I was gloating. I was taking a also, victory lap. All it takes is one guy to see his extra legs, too. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it, Garen. Let's let's see. We need a we right. need a seventeen. We got a plus three in our charisma. I rolled an eleven. That's not no. enough. No. All right. So plus one it is. 
for you two, how do each of you handle this in a smooth manner? So Zipper would pretend to be one of the, like a recording device. So like bands need um, to listen to like their tracks back because she's a Kenku, she could use mimicry and um, record their sound. So she can just be one of the tech people and she'll sneak nice. through. And then you're like, hey, Ooh, hey what about that beak? What's that oh, beak about? Uh, so interesting thing about Zipper is she wears a plague doctor mask and she poses as like a person. Ooh. Now, if that doesn't work, I will say that I am the daughter of uh, the lead singer and I need to find my daddy and it's an emergency. Oh, she's coming with a backup plan. Coming with a backup plan. Oh. Yep. I love the use Rock of- Rockstars are bound to have kids. <laughs> I love the use of mimicry as a recording device, so uh, I'm all for that. Dope. Yeah, So, but you get to him. Uh, do you have something convincing to tell to him You know, so he, he knows that his life is in danger? So Zipper is all heart and all like super honesty because she doesn't have the creativity to lie. So if I approached him, uh, she would go, Boop, excuse me, sir, sir. Um, uh, you are a danger, the gravest danger of your life. You will leave tonight and you will not return because you will be in the ground. Follow me if you want to live for another day. She likes to do lo like long noir monologues. Oh, yeah. So what do you think you are deserving of? Uh, one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's a solid. I like one. this. She, yeah, because you got you got past the guards. You had a good answer for that. Mm -hmm. You had a good answer for getting to the guy. And mm -hmm. we love the monologue. You're going to, <laughs> yes. Yeah, plus one. I didn't use my character voice. You, yep. Take it. So, so one up that Carlos. <sighs> oh, he will. That's why I went. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, Squeege is not the most charismatic person. So I feel like, so Squeege is not going to try to talk to the guards in front. He's actually not going to try to mess with the line in front. He's going in back. He's going to do some roadie stuff because roadies are surly. He looks like a roadie. So he just needs to uh, cast command on one of them, take over their stuff and just start bringing it, take it their lanyard or whatever the, the little uh, parchment, <laughs> whatever parchment. <laughs> they have over over their chest put that on and uh he's gonna sneak right in the back now instead of trying to outright save or watch uh the lead singer he's just gonna cast deafness on him so he has to cancel the show uh oh. and he has to go back to his trailer he's not gonna be able to hear anything so he can't sing the songs damn oh that's that's bad. pretty smooth uh, that's about, about as spot on as you can get so what what do you what are you what are you deserving of in this category, Carlos? Oh, man, I think it's a plus two, guys. Wow. I think it is. <laughs> now, if anybody out there has a role they want to push on Carlos, no, okay, we'll give this plus two. <laughs> so, Carlos, why don't you just take it right into the aggressive scenario? How are you handling this in an aggressive manner? Yeah, now you got less time to think, yeah, dummy. Yeah, and I think Squeege, I think he, I think his weakness is he he probably can't handle this very aggressively unless he punches someone. Probably, yeah. I mean, either that or he would use, uh, again, like heat metal uh, to melt their guitars while he's back there. Uh, so, again, they can't play <laughs> aggressively. <laughs> Man, I don't know if he wants. I think he likes this band, too. So I don't think he's going to try to hurt them to save them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he would try to punch the bouncers, but I feel like the crowd the crowd would turn against Squeege very quickly in those situations. Dang. So yeah, That's aggressive Squeege is not gonna get through, I think. I do like the fact that heat metal is a metaphoric metal though. Like you're talking you're talking yeah. he's just yeah. he's just heating heating just some straight metal music. That's worth something. So That's what do you strange. think? 
I think that's that type of plan would be like it's a zero. I think. I think your score can handle a zero. Yeah, I'm alright sure. with that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> You'll bounce back. All right. So Zipper, what do you got? All right. So Zipper, with all of her the stories that she's been read, has read some very very dark, scary, and ominous stories. So um, to get through, she's going to pretend to be um, the, a controller of the haunted one. So that's what she's going to call it. And she's going to cast Unseen Servant to do some like weird, messed up ghost stuff and uh, intimidate them into thinking that she is so, so, so powerful that she'll cast a light on herself to make herself glow as she approaches. So like an un, um, an otherworldly being wants to get backstage. Ooh. Give us some weird, messed up ghost stuff. If she walked up to the bouncers and said, There's a darkness coming. A darkness that will creep onto you like a tendril. It'll take your heart and freeze it in you. Have you ever been turned inside out? Basic and and all like the that, while, you know? the, un- the unseen servant is like touching like a tendril on this. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what are you worthy of? T- uh, one? A one and a half? A one. I would have gave you a two. You would give me a two? I gave you a two. Okay. Zipper really believed in it. She did. She's yeah. so creepy. <laughs> I like the rhetorical question of ever been turned inside out because I think the yeah. answer is probably <laughs> obvious, which makes it so much more intimidating. But I do like yeah. the use I like the use of light uh, to make yourself glow. And I also like the unseen servant being like a ghost presence. I've never heard of it used that way, and I love it. I'm all about the two. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I can tell you how we would handle this aggressively. We would cast Detect Thoughts on the bouncer on the left while complimenting the one on the right for his muscles. When the one on the left said something snide with his inner monologue, I immediately tell the other one, naturally, they'll fight because they're both insecure and full of testosterone. Mm-hmm. So once that happens, I slip in, rush backstage, knock Gnarled Slay out with a combination of charge hooves and attack the tambourine. I then rush on stage and tell everyone that the show has been canceled because Gnarled has exhaustion and needs to go to rehab. Oh, wow. We're saving him, but also we're ruining his his reputation. Oh, yeah. Everyone will know. (laughs) But when you say exhaustion in typical TMZ style, I think your career's still safe, you know? Mm -hmm. That's true. So what are you giving yourself on this? Garen, I don't see a score next to this. What do you What do you want to give? We'll figure it out. Oh, all right. Well, I think it's pretty good. I think it's a plus one. I think it's a plus one. Yeah. Uh, it's very creative to get in those two bouncers to, like, uh, go at each other, especially. And, and if you think about it, like, if a, a centaur was doing it, too, a centaur is very intimidating. They're tall and, like, you know, beefy centaurs. I was going to say people, but they're centaurs. They're centaurs. Yeah, centaurs. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I think you could play with someone's mind, a bouncer's mind, a couple bouncers' mind that way. Yeah. All right. I think, I think it's weird that you're making the announcement on stage. If I went to go see a band and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. And I just bought the T-shirt. and I'm, I bought my $10 mead or whatever. Uh, and I'm waiting. And the centaur comes out. And it's like they're on drugs. They can't perform tonight. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> okay. So then we'll take the plus one. Now, we just we always like to do a little X Factor thing here, but the answer to this is obvious because the question is, would you play this character? And of course you would, because you'd make a show out of it and do it. And so, wonderful. We love the characters that you brought into the lab. We're looking forward to season three. But now Garen is gonna crash everyone's party and tell how we scored. Fantastic episode, guys, and it is my pleasure to tell Dan and I that we scored a big two on this on this episode. 
Serena coming in next with a five, and Carlos topping it all off. So high up there, like his hair, with an eight. Wow! <laughs> like his hair. I like that line. So as always, we suck at our own show. But you guys came and rocked it. So thank you so much for coming in and joining us this week. Yeah, and we, as, as we mentioned, Season 3 of Dungeon Rats is available now. And do you guys want to tell us about anything else you have going on? All of your projects. Yeah, so um, we are in the show on the D&D Twitch uh, channel called Rivals of Waterdeep. We go on Sundays at uh, 12 p.m. Central Time on the D&D Twitch channel. Yeah, and I also, uh, so I'm the DM for that game. We're going through the Waterdeep book. We, I also have a YouTube channel called Carlos Crits. You can check that out. I give role-playing advice, not so much crunchy number stuff, but a lot of like performance stuff, like how to find your voice in role-playing. New episodes come out every Wednesday, and I'm working on like an interview thing that might be going around December. It might be going January, but uh, I should be having more videos come out, hopefully two a week. You can find me on Twitter at Serena X Marie or on Instagram at Serena Marie. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram under Carlos Critz. <laughs> Thank you guys for being on the show. We had had a blast with you guys. We're going to run down some of our details. The Character Lab is always promoting our DMs Guild content. Our Patreon bonus episodes are flowing. And if you become a patron now or any time in the month of December or after that, I mean, if you're listening to this in January, it's not too late to get in on our 12 Days of Christmas where we have 12 different surprises for our patrons every day leading up to Christmas. This was an absolute blast. Thank you again for coming on the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you, Garen, for those updates, and I think that about wraps it up for us this week, Lab Rats. Just remember, when creating Dungeon Rats, it doesn't have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.